choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, what's up? What's happening? It's Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. I am back. Um, this is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio, episode 117. Um, this is going to be a quick one uh, this week because not a lot of material. I mean, um, been events have been overtaken by other events, so we're just going to go with those other events. Um, and, yeah, so, um, yours and negritudes, do I have any? Um... Y'all know this is the portion that I usually forget. Um, I have done it, forgotten it again. Uh, and I don't, well, no. Let's give it yours a negative It's related to the current events. Let's give it yours a negative to um, the city of Houston and, like, all the people who are down there helping each other, um, rescuing people, regular-ass citizens, rescue, rescuing people, getting boats, um, you know, opening shelters, doing what they can to... Um, you know, help each other. That's a, that's terrible. Like that, I watched that flooding. Like it's, it's bad. And like, it's the whole city. I mean, and that's the sixth largest city, 6.6 million people. That's a lot of people. So, um, I don't know. I hope, I hope they rebuild and I hope that, you know, they're able to keep the character and everything in the city. Houston is like, I've been to, um, San Antonio. I've been through Dallas and I've been to Houston and Houston. I'm, I don't know, there's two kind of Texas, well, I'm not a Texas person, period, Texas is crazy, but there's Dallas people, and there's Houston people, um, and I, I'm a Houston person, like, Dallas, I, all the things that people say about Dallas, I get it, it's fake, it's like, it's, it's big hair, and, you know, all these just, the, the, when you think about tacky and Texas, with all the, you know, the leather, and the big cowboy hats, and the big buckles and all that tacky shit that you, you know, so we associate with Texas, that's Dallas. And then they, you know, they have the Cowboys, so fuck them forever. Uh, Houston is more Southern. Houston is more of a Southern feel. Southern city, it's Cajun, it's Bayou. I, I like Houston. It's, it's one of the towns I said if I had to live in the South, that in New Orleans, I, I would live there. So I'm, you know, I'm real sorry that y'all cities got flooded and inundated like that. Um, yeah, so uh, yours and negative too to everybody helping each other, keep helping each other. I hope everybody makes it out. I hope, you know, I don't know. I hope y'all be all right. That flood, uh, is, uh, the storm is unprecedented. The, the water is going places they didn't expect it to go. Um, you know, it's a mess, and and people are still being rescued like to this day. And and from what at last I heard, it hasn't stopped raining, and it probably won't for like a, a few a few days. And you know, they've developed so much and put so much concrete in places where they shouldn't that um, there's no place for the water to drain, and that's where these kind of things happen. It's, and Houston is one of the few cities in the country that don't have any zoning laws. And things like this are the reason why you have zoning laws, because when you plan cities, you have to plan, especially when you on the Gulf and in, you know, hurricane path. You can't just build your cities 
Republicans and act like, you know, reality doesn't exist and there's no such thing as global warming and there's no such thing as all these things and just build this city like this. But this is what happens because nature's going to win. So nature will, re you, will reclaim its property one way or the other. So shout out to Houston. Hope y'all, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, it's, this y'all are still in crisis. So I don't even know if we could say, hope y'all rebuild, hope y'all recover. Like, we hope y'all get out alive and get somewhere safe at this point. Yeah. All right. So that takes us to our current events, which is Hurricane Harvey. Um, I didn't know about this hurricane. Like, you know, I don't really want to, I barely remember sometimes to watch the weather myself. Like I've got caught so many times out in the rain. Cause I didn't check to see if it was raining. Even when it looked cloudy in the motherfucker, like it's going to rain. I don't, I don't know. I'd be in space cadet sometimes. So, I didn't know it was a hurricane, and it's funny because I was on Twitter and I saw, I saw these jokes about Steve Harvey, and I, I didn't understand. I was like, "What? What is these Steve Harvey jokes?" Like, I didn't get it. Like, so I just kept going, and then, I, like, I think it was like Friday or Saturday, whatever day, the the storm hit, and I was like, "Wait, that they they like they had the big you know, weather hurricane of this big ass storm. It was like it's Category Four, and I was like, "Wait, it's a hurricane?" And then I was like, "Oh, that's what." The, Fucking Steve Harvey, that was hard Hurricane Harvey. I got, I ain't, I did had no idea it was a hurricane coming. So then I'm like, oh shit. So then, see, it's coming to Houston. I'm like, oh, it's a big ass city. So then I start seeing the tweets about people complaining about the evacuation and all of that. Um, you know, New Orleans Hurricane Katrina hit, and they got uh, crushed for not being prepared at all. But I, like, I don't know how many people in New Orleans, but I know Houston is the fourth largest city. They over, it used um, no, they're the fifth largest city. Used to be Philadelphia. We used to be the fifth largest city. Houston overtook us. So we the sixth now. They the fifth. So that's 6.6 .6 million people. I don't know how you evacuate 6.6 .6 million people. Like, d these, they should evacuate the city. Like, military don't evacuate cities of 6. <laughs> There's no, evacuate them to where? How? Using what vehicles? You're going to put 6.6 .6 million people on buses, planes, trains, automobiles, um, Rowboats, p rows canoes, like, you know, kites, drones. How you getting them out of there? So, you know, I, I didn't, I don't understand that people should evacuate. I think, you know, and it, it's with floodwaters, like, you, the thing about, the thing that makes floods so devastating, and the reason why flood insurance is so high, because you can't really account for water. Like, I'm sure plenty of these people who are in Houston and had to end up being evacuated were, like, way inland or even elevated, it, like, we're probably way out of like where it's ever flooded before and figured they would be good. You can't account for water. Water goes where it wants. And so that's the thing that makes floods so dangerous. So, you know, people who probably thought they would be good because they had been good before, here come this water. And, you know, it's a lot and it's still raining. And like I saw people like up on their roofs. Like people said they started out and they went up to the second floor. They ended up on the roof. And, you know, one good thing, I guess, that came from Katrina is, I guess, people learned the lessons from Katrina because a lot of what they would tell you is don't get in your attic, don't go in your attic. That's what a lot of people did in Katrina, but that makes it hard to rescue because if the water comes up, they, they and you're, you're in your attic, like, how are they going to rescue? They have to chop through the roof to try to get to you because, you know, your house is waterlogged, so, I mean, you, you can't go out that way, and the water is up to the top, so they can't get into you, so they told people, don't go in your attic, go up on your roof, wave a white flag, do something so we can come rescue you, 
they said the 911 was like you couldn't get people were calling they couldn't get through 911 so people were like tweeting facebooking like we need help here we need the address here and regular people like regular Houstonians got their boats and went and got people and I just you know I think that's cool because I mean you know you gotta do what you gotta do sometime and like we had 911 but the 911 was only getting like you know life threatening stuff and like sometimes like that's and with this fucking dumbass we got for president and all the shit going on in the country sometimes we forget that everybody ain't an asshole out here like these neo-nazis and these fucking dumbass Trump people and these fucking racist ass people you know it might seem like they is everything but they really not like it's I ain't trying to get like all corny and shit but like America is the people who were getting in their boats and going to get other people that's the majority of us this fucking election I think the shit was rigged well, I mean, even if it wasn't rigged, even if it went the way they said it did, the popular vote, three million more people voted the way they were supposed to vote. So, there's no majority, those, the hateful shit, the bullshit, the dumb niggas that voted for Trump, they're not the majority, no way, either for the popular vote, the electoral college is something else, I think they rigged it, but even if they didn't, like, that's who the country is, and, and, you know, so that was good to see. Um, now, I will say, though, we, that's Texas, Texas went red, so we know a lot of them people's Trump voters, and I don't, listen, look, this is my opinion, y'all can have y'all own opinions, but, you know, I don't know about, um, if I'm, <laughs> I will, I help my neighbors, but like, you, you probably, you know some of them people that, that you was rescuing, was probably Trump voters, They're probably gonna call you niggas as soon as they get out that boat, I don't know, I mean, I'm not gonna leave nobody to die, me personally, I just wouldn't, but I would make sure that motherfucker knew that my black ass was the one rescuing they fucking ass with all that shit they be talking. Okay, your ass be up in here drowned and dead though for one for me. So I want you to remember that shit when my black ass came and saved you. So and I, I could have left your ass here to die. You probably would have left my ass here to die. But you know whatever. So that was good to see. Um, people was like, oh, we shouldn't put politics in it that's why shit like this happened, because y'all, y'all motherfuckers ain't warriors, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna, some of y'all fucking soft, and ain't gonna make it, and weak, and don't need to make it, because everything is politics, the reason why that city is fucking float, is, is underwater, is politics, because Republicans don't want regulations, because they just want to be able to build, and build, and build, and make all the money, and who cares about the environment, and who cares about all these regulations and shit, we just want to make fucking money, so put it down, who cares about the wetlands, who cares about all the shit, global warming is a farce, we can do whatever the fuck we want, that's politics, and that's why your motherfucking city is, is is flooded out now so don't tell people that oh politics not time for tragedy, that tragedy is politics so you know a lot of y'all is clowns and, and just y'all just so easy to move around man like y'all just so basic you can't walk and chew gum at the same time like you, you can acknowledge lots of things all at once okay and you can acknowledge that a lot of them people that was probably begging and crying for somebody to come rescue them also voted for Trump and, and it's two sides and oh neo-Nazis are not bad people and all that bullshit but you know when it comes time for somebody to come rescue them they'll, they'll like your black ass then so um, I just I noticed that I saw the one guy um, the other thing that's like trying to uh, irritate me is like and this is not just Harvey but whenever these kind of events occur you motherfuckers jumping on your soapboxes and all this fucking fake ass, like, trying to create these touching moments, and trying to make everything a message, like, yo, people are still trapped in their house, 
People are still being rescued. People have lost everything. People was cool last, people who was cool last Friday, chilling in their house, comfortable, getting ready to go back to school, work, whatever the fuck they was going to do, have lost everything today. So for y'all to be on the tweets and the, and the gram, retweeting people, oh, look at this guy. He said, praise God. He also said he lost everything and don't know where he's going. And, you know, I wish... I wish it was a way. I know you could donate to like organizations, you know, local or don't don't do, don't donate to Red Cross. Somebody know where that money goes. But you know, local organizations, and I, I get it. But like, I be wanting to donate to people directly. I'm sorry, I don't want to just give randomly. I don't know who you are. I don't know. You could be an asshole. You could be a Trump voter. I don't want to just give my money and and they, you know. I don't care. Whatever. Let somebody else take care of you. Whatever. That's wrong. I just be wrong. I would wish though. And if anybody out there who do, like, fundraising, I don't know if there's a way to, like, I don't know if it was a Venmo or, like, some Facebook apps or just if anybody hear this and y'all down there, like, if y'all get on the cameras in front of the mics, like, say how to get you the money. I don't even know how it could be done. Like, if you got a Venmo, shout your Venmo name out. Like, I would have liked to have get that man some money so him and his son, you know, could have some cat. I'm sure they was, like, going to end up in the shelter, but, like, what after that? Like, you know what I mean? I would have liked to have gotten him some money, or some of these, some of these other people some money, like, I don't, you know, whatever, I, I gave my little money to the local fund, I, I did my research, and I gave it to the one I wanted to give it to, but it would just be nice if you could directly, hey, that guy that was on the news with his son, that got rescued out the thing, and said he was grateful, I, you know, can you send him, can, he, can I send this money directly to him and his son? I would like to have been able to do that. So, yeah. But I just, I didn't, you know, peek the celebrities on Instagram. Like, can y'all just put, like, a pray for, like, a pray for Houston or, you know, we pray or something. Like, stop using that man as a, oh, my God, look at this. This is such a great attitude. My bruh, he said he lost everything. He lost, yeah, of course he is glad to be alive. Of course. You would be glad to be alive, too. Like, that's just... If we get it, he's glad to be alive, God is good, he's grateful, okay, but stop retweeting that, like, that's all that matters, like, that man and his son ain't got nothing, he ain't know where he was going, like, his house was probably destroyed, his school clothes, everything he said, like, I hate, I hate, I hate when y'all do that, shit is real out here, man, stop, stop retweeting shit so you can feel good and feel like the world, like, it's not such a tragedy, man, I hope that dude be alright, I'm sure him and his son made it to a shelter, he, you know, he, hopefully he got family or something, but, like, yeah, I, like, he, like, come on, like, stop, stop trying to make shit, like, y'all trying to make shit like these nice moments and these, oh, this is so nice, it's a human spirit, Ugh. that man was soaking wet, still wet, getting rained on, like, goddamn, like, you know, and I guess that's how that lady who, the reporter stuck the mic in her face, I guess that's how she thought, I mean, I don't know, I feel like it's two sides on that, because I actually, I feel like the coverage of this hurricane has been very good compared to what was a Katrina. We saw Katrina where they was treating, you know, people like they weren't even human, like they was refugees, and just, like it was one of them commercials for the Africans, sent 32 cents a day, like that's how they were showing shit. It was just like very inhumane, and very like, you know, a disaster movie, and so I think this time they're trying to show like, yo, these are people, so they were talking to people, so, you know, I, I get both sides. She was trying to talk 
get the story, because like I just said, maybe you want to get on the camera, maybe you want to tell your, your family, hey, I'm alive, hey, if anybody see my mom's name, a couple people did that, the white guy, he was like, yo, my dad's name is this, I don't know if he survived, my mom's here, if anybody hear me, tell him I'm okay, like, a lot of people want to do that, if you didn't want to do that on camera, that's fine, just let the lady know, but y'all, y'all just trying to, uh, we in our worst moments, and y'all sticking this microphone in our face, like, ma'am, okay, you don't want to be on the camera, like, I didn't feel like that reporter was wrong, I didn't think she was being insensitive, I thought she was, you know, I think all the reporters that I have seen anyway, have been trying to, like, help, be helpful as much as they can, like, let's get the people on on the cameras, let's ask them about the storm, because people, I mean, the storm is still going on, so a lot of people don't know, okay, well, where were you, well, how high was the water, okay, like, was there any more people over there, yeah, my, all my neighbors, like, that's people, that's getting information out that people need to know, somebody could be like, oh, alright, let's go over to that side, there's still people over there, like, I thought they was trying to be helpful, I haven't seen anything where I feel like the reporters are trying to, like, um, tragedy porn, or, like, exploit people, or, like, be sensationalized, I haven't seen that, so, you know, if the lady didn't want to talk, fine, just say you don't want to talk, but I, I, you know, I don't think that they're, the, the reporters are wrong because they're putting people on the camera, like, they're, they're trying to help, there's people who get on the camera, they find the one, the one guy, he didn't know if his father was alive or dead, the reporter gave her, him his satellite phone, so he could call his father, like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, I think there's, people are cut off, I'm sure lots of people might be okay, or might be somewhere in another shelter, but their phones are dead, or, or lost, or they, you don't have no way to communicate, so, it, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of these people, some of them may be dead, but I'm sure some of them are just somewhere, they just don't have any way to communicate, so if you can get on the camera, that's a good thing, so, I just, you know, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't think she needed to snap on her like that, um, what else about Harvey, um, uh, gators are in the water, um, they said, like, uh, now Port Arthur is under is underwater, because I guess the storm is still moving, so now it's over Port Arthur now, they said, um, some man that was rescuing people, he's missing, because there's a lot of down wire, and that's the first thing I thought of, when I saw it on Friday or Saturday or whatever, and I saw that people were going out in boats, I was like, oh, they should be careful, because those down wires, they let, if you in a boat in the water, and the, and the wires go down, they electrify, they can electrify a whole, that whole area could be electrified, you step your little bit out of that boat, and your ass is electrocuted, so I was like, yo, I think they should make announcements to people, like, be careful around these down power lines, because that should go on the water live, and that's, that's a fucking lake of death right there, and they said this one guy went out to rescue, and, um, they ran into a power line, and, like, three of them made it back into the boat, burnt really bad, they don't know where this dude is, so, he's probably electrocuted somewhere, um, still people trapped in their houses, they, <laughs> they had an image of the old people, I can joke about it now, because they, they got them out of there, but they had this image of the retirement home, where the old people had water, like, up to their, up to their necks, <laughs> they were just sitting there, and this one lady was just sitting there with a shopping bag, just like, just like regular, and I was like, I ain't never seen a well, such a well fucking picture in all my life, but you know how old people are in the storm, they kind old people kind of actually a hassle in the storm, like, sometimes you just gotta hit them in their head, because, ah, you know, I'm 98 years old, if it's my time, it's my time, just let me die, ain't nobody gonna let you die, and you holding up other people's rescues, please get in the fucking boat, you know what I mean, so, but it was just kind of a picture like that, like, all them old people was just sitting there like, well, (laughs) 
So, but the picture got retweeted and it got rescued. You know, Twitter comes in handy at times like this. People retweeting, it was getting out, um, and people was getting rescued, and you know, good. Um, your boy Joel Osteen, who I don't know anything about, I just know he's a mega preacher. I don't do mega preachers, I don't do mega churches, I don't do Christians, I don't do churches, I don't do preachers. Because I, because of shit like this. Because I think they all phony, I think, I don't think that's nothing of God, I don't think that's nothing of, 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 you know, goodness and, and nothing that nobody needs. I think the church is a bunch of bullshit and, um, it's a money grab, and I don't think, I don't think you need, you can be religious, and you can love God, or whatever, however you believe in, I don't believe in organized religion, I think it's a hustle, and it's because of stuff like this, um, Joel Osteen has a mega church down there, so yesterday, he was going back and forth, I guess it's huge, and he can house all these people, but he, he didn't open it, so I was ignoring it for a while, because again, I don't care about, you know, that dude, but then, you know, it was an argument going back and forth, some people were saying uh, people was being stupid because they were criticizing him, like, how you a man of God? So the first time I saw him, people was, like, showing pictures of the church saying um, he said it's flooded, but it's not showing pictures of the church. I didn't see where he said it's flooded. The thing I seen that said that it just wasn't open, but I was like, well, just because the church ain't flooded, that don't mean that it was, he said something about it wasn't able to open due to the flood. So people was like, oh, his church is not flooded. I'm like, he didn't say the church was flooded, and people, even, like, how people gonna get there, all the roads are washed out, and his employees, whoever works there, they might be, like, trapped in their house, you know what I mean, like, it's a, a people, the city is washed out, so just because his particular church don't happen to be flooded, that don't mean it's not affected by the flood, like, how do people gonna get there, so that's what I thought at first, but, I don't know, as the day goes on, it, it, now, definitely, day two, where he's talking about, he, the city never asked him to open it, like, dude, you got regular ass people who ain't get, getting their boats and risking life and limb to go out and, and rescue other regular ass people. You got people uh, getting people's dogs and pets and setting up uh, shelters where they can and strangers coming from other places to save people. And you supposed to be a reverend, a Christian, a man of God. And you sitting here with this big church that can house thousands of people talking about, well, I ain't open it because the city ain't asked me. Why the city got to ask you? The city ain't asked all them people that's out in the street rescuing people and helping people and giving people food and shelter and water. They ain't asked them. They just went out and did it because it's the right fucking thing to do. Like, I don't, whatever. Uh, whoever go to your church, I hope they remember this. They not because people that go to mega church tend to be whatever. They ain't, ain't none of y'all Christians to me. But, I mean, not that I would be a Christian anyway, but the Christian is how it's supposed to go. The one from the Bible that tells us about the Jesus, the guy y'all supposed to love and follow, he wasn't nothing like none of y'all. Jesus would have been out there with his boat. And he damn sure wouldn't have been sitting up high and dry in his church talking about, well, I ain't open it because the city ain't asked me to. You a preacher. It's your church, ain't it? Do the city own a church? So, yeah. But from what I hear, that dude ain't a preacher anyway. He's a motivational speaker who doesn't who done finessed it on over to, to a mega church, but he really just a motivational speaker. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. Them churches with the ATMs in it, they get y'all all day. Y'all got that shit. Won't, nah. Never have, never will. Um, yeah. So, that's Harvey. Um, <laughs> the other thing from Harvey that I thought I would discuss, Melania Trump. Went to the flood in high heel stilettos. Now listen, fuck Trump, 
fuck Melania, fuck everything about them, but I don't care. Melania be serving y'all looks. That bitch be dressing. That bitch be out here looking fucking fabulous. <laughs> she be model, Eastern European model down. And I don't know if y'all know, but like, um, Moscow and like Czechoslovakia and those, I know it's random, but they're, they're known for like being very fashionable, especially Moscow. Moscow women are known for being like very fashionable and very fly. And Melania Trump, she be looking fly. And she looks fly. Going to that helicopter. She just looked fucking ridiculous because you're going to a flood, sis, in some stiletto heels. You could have wore some hunter boots and still been a sleigh, but not Melania Lannister, bitch. No, you're going to get these pumps. It just was. This is a perfect metaphor for the ridiculousness of, of these people. Like, y'all not prepared for nothing. Y'all should never have been put in charge of anything. Completely divorced from reality um, or anything that matters or anything that's important. It's like almost a joke. Um, not almost a joke. It is a joke. But it's just, a, it's <laughs> the picture's on the front of everybody's newspaper. Then I saw a think piece about it. <sighs> This shit ain't need a think piece. It was inappropriate. It just all you got to do is show the picture and say on and and everybody that saw the picture recognized immediately for what it was. Oh, look at this bitch going to flood in the pumps. We didn't need a whole soliloquy about why it's an ironic picture and why it's such an issue and why this image is so horrible. It's obvious why it's horrible. Like we didn't need a think piece. So, but you know, I just thought it was funny because she did look. She looked outstanding. Just like but not like she was about to go to a disaster area and actually they didn't go to the disaster I heard they went to Austin which is dry, high and dry and um, Corpus Christi which Corpus Christi got hit but I don't think it was flooded like Houston was so they never actually went to Houston they never actually went to the disaster area and uh, every disaster prior to this every president from Bush to Obama to Clinton uh, who's for Clinton? Bush first to Reagan all them people go, when it's, a, when it's a disaster, they go down. And you see them hugging the people and talking to the people. This nigga went to Austin and gave a press conference talking about, oh, this is the best hurricane ever. The coverage is going to be so great. Like, y'all idiot in chief, y'all's glorious leader. I I don't even know what to say because I just, whatever Mr. Mueller's doing, I hope that work out because I don't see nothing else like getting us out of this. You know, I mean, I, there's plenty of things that could get us out of this, but, I, you know, the republic is not going to do it. And the Democrats, I don't have no, no faith in them either to do it or do anything, honestly, including get him the fuck out of office. Um, I think it's either impeachment or indictments or he quits. I think it's the only way he's going to get out because, I, again, are they going to vote? Even if we vote, they're just going to hack the shit again. It worked the first time. Everybody's acting like it didn't happen. Um, everybody's still talking about Hillary's campaign strategy. They hacked the election. They they interfered in the election. If you think they did all these WikiLeaks and DNC leaks and all this stuff and did all this interference but just going to leave the votes to chance, you're a dummy. I, I believe in my heart that they hacked the votes, the voting machines, probably in Wisconsin, probably in Michigan and some other states. There's little evidence coming out trickle by trickle. And I hold the Obama administration um, very responsible for it because... They did not, they, they took that shit, I don't, I don't even know what to say about how non-aggressively 
they address that shit. Every story I read just talks about evidence and evidence and evidence of what was going on, but they didn't want to do anything because they didn't want to compromise the voting process. What are you talking about? The voting process is compromised because they have compromised it. So what is the point of letting people, like, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I'm, I'm chalking it up to naivete. Had Hillary Rodham Clinton been somewhere, I don't think any of that would have happened. I think the alarm would have sound. Like, that's not something to play with. Like, you know that that's, that's an espionage attack on, on this country, on democracy, and in our way of life. Same as if they sent, you know, missiles over here. It's the same thing. They're trying to attack us and destroy our way of life. They're trying to tear down Western society that was established after World War II when the, the fascism and Hitler were defeated and we set up these Western democracies and made, you know, uh, freedom and democracy the way and Russia decided to go the communist, uh, clamp down autocratic way and they're trying to spread that and that was an attack on us and I don't understand why it was taken as any anything but and I don't understand why it wasn't a, a, a addressed aggressively, and I don't understand why it wasn't explained to the American people that that's what was going on. I don't know why Hillary was left out there to fend for herself. Well, everybody go vote, even though we know they fucking with the shit, and oh, by the way, Trump, oh, look, the whole country went red. Hmm, even though Hillary was up by like 70 to 30. I mean, polls can be off, but they that off? I never thought he won that election fair and square. I've always thought they hacked it. Um, in addition to, you know, people just falling for the okey-doke, I've always thought they hacked it, because there's just no way, um, so, yeah, Melania went to the flood in her pumps, pumps in the flood, (laughs) uh, just to Google the image if you haven't seen it, it's, 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 it's crazy, but it's a metaphor, for our country, as is the Mayweather-McGregor fight. I'm not going to say too much on that. Um, Just that the praise and credit that is being heaped on Conor McGregor for his piss-poor performance is also a metaphor for our country because I I didn't pay for the fight. I caught the fight after somebody linkered. I forgot. Well, I seen the the fight. Um, It went 10 rounds. That was seven rounds too long because after the third round, Floyd had him figured out. But, you know, I guess he just wanted to – it was basically an exhibition fight. If anybody's seen an exhibition fight where, you know, the champ comes out and, you know, he's sparring with whoever and you just want to see, you know, a little – be entertained for a little bit, that's what it was. McGregor was never in the fight. Uh, Mayweather never even broke a sweat, wasn't even breathing hard. It was an exhibition. It was like watching Mayweather spar in the gym, basically. Not, you know, with, like, a sparring partner who's not even really trying to, just trying to, like, all right, come on, champ. We got to test your endurance. We just going to get here and go two rounds. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to move you around the ring a little bit. I throw a punch every now and then. But, like, you know, we just just an endurance, just an endurance drill. So we're just going to go for ten rounds, just get you, you know, used to moving around, whatever. You could practice your footwork, practice shoulder roll, whatever you want to do. You know, that's what that looked like. That's what that was. Waste of time, waste of money. Um, I think Conor McGregor was undeserving of that payday. Um, there's so many young star fighters coming out, coming up, that should have gotten that opportunity before Conor McGregor was not even a boxer, was not even a sport. But, you know, whatever. Um, that was That was – white mediocrity, if you don't know what white, if you don't know what we mean by white mediocrity, if you don't know what we mean when we say black people have to be twice as good, you got Floyd Mayweather, who is not just the best boxer of uh, the past two generations, but like 
of all time, Floyd Mayweather is, as a boxer is up there with the greats. There's, um, people don't want to admit it and they don't want to give him credit because they don't like Floyd. I understand he beats women, whatever, all of that. I get it, but. I'm never going to take his, I never take a person's talent from them, I never, um, if a person is the best, they are the best, they could be a piece of shit in their personal life, but um, Floyd Mayweather is one of the best boxers there is, like, he's up there, he's defensive genius, he's very good at boxing, and he was in a ring with an amateur, he was in the ring with a rank amateur but that's the kind of shots that white men white people get in this country you can be a rank amateur because that MMA shit y'all I'm sorry I know y'all think that shit is great it's whatever I get it it's exciting you get knocked out that shit is trash to me I, it's it's a bunch of bullshit You're, there's no defense that's not a skill yeah they're athletes I get it but I guarantee you, anybody, you get in the ring and y'all y'all just two just go at it and swing and swing till somebody connects and drops. I mean, a bar fight, fight in the street, it's the same thing. There's no skill to that. There's a reason why you can't go and switch over to boxing and be good because boxing is a skill and, and you have to fucking study it. It's a sweet science. You have to start when you are young. You have to come up through the amateurs. You have to go through. It's a skill. It takes work. It, you have to be good. You can't just come in off the street Live some ways, get in shape, and start wrestling the nigga around, and be good at it. It's not, it's 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 not the same thing, okay? Um, that's it. I know y'all watch it, y'all like it. That's fine. I think it's trash. I get it. It's exciting. Y'all think boxing's boring. Y'all think boxing's boring because y'all don't know shit about shit, and y'all y'all don't understand that the way to fight is not to just stand there and get smashed in your face until somebody drops. We call that getting your ass beat around the way while I was coming up. When I was coming up, when you get into a fight, you're supposed to dip and dodge and hit them and they don't hit you and get out. That's how you win a fight. You don't just stand there beating on each other somebody dropped. That's called getting your ass beat. But I know that's what people like to see. They think that shit is tough. Everybody out here in the street now think y'all in mixed martial arts. Y'all gonna get fucked up doing that shit because y'all gonna run into somebody that know how to throw hands and that little wrestling bullshit y'all doing ain't gonna work. And I know for a fact, because I'm in the Marine Corps, where we, the Marine Corps was doing mixed martial arts before y'all knew what that shit was. We just call that shit self-defense. And we train on that shit. And I can't tell you how many people had never fought before, never been in a fist fight, never did nothing, learned a little bit of mixed martial arts, and went out and thought they was tough in the bar, because they knew some mixed martial arts, and got their asses beat by a nigga who knew how to fight. Okay? So, there you go. Um, trash fight. Bad for boxing. I don't care about MMA. I'm mad he made that money. That opportunity could have went to somebody else, but it's over now. Thank God. Um, Floyd will retire. I mean, I feel like I feel like he's already retired. Again, that's an exhibition fight. I don't consider that a competitive fight. I feel like Floyd just went out and was like, all right, yeah, let's do this turn around. Three hundred million. Yeah, sure, that's a lot of money, and I can just go in there and fuck around. Nigga wasn't even out of breath after. Um, yeah. Um. So, that's it for the current events. Um, not, you know, Harvey, Harvey took over this week, so there's not a lot of, um, uh, stuff beyond that. Uh, so, moving on. So, I'm gonna start with Game of Thrones, (sighs) because, so we finally got the reveal that Jon is the son of Lyanna and Rhaegar Targaryen, and I understand for the plot that it means that John is the king and heir to the throne. But I want y'all to know that what I told y'all about secession is correct, and that is not 
right. I understand they're doing it for the plot, but it's not correct. John would not be the heir to the throne of Westeros because of what I told you. And it really irritates me and um, that the show, I mean, I understand that why they're doing it because that's the plot and of course everybody gets it but I wish that they would explain it it's just sloppy to me and it's like a lot of other things that um this season have kind of irked me because it's something that I think George R. R. Morrow would get prop would get correct the re I'll explain it to you again the reason why John would not be the heir to the throne he would have a claim because yes he is the son of the prince um through Leanna Stark but the way succession works and the way it has always worked is yes, he is the prince, but he never inherited the throne. He was killed while his father was still on the throne. So the throne never passed to him. The only way John would be the rightful heir, not an heir. He isn't an heir, but not the rightful heir is if Rhaegar had inherited the throne. This is law, not Game of Thrones. This is law. If he had inherited the throne, when he doesn't inherit the throne, he's snuffed out. I'll give you an example again. It's not exactly the same, but it, you'll get the point. So, the way that Elizabeth II became queen is because her father was king, but her father was the second son. He was not heir to the throne because his older brother abdicated. His older brother abdicated the throne, which means he gave up the throne. He extinguished his right to the throne. So it, that's it. It goes down by order of birth. So it went to his younger brother. It would not go down to his son. He didn't have a son, but let's say he did. It would not go down to his son because he, his right to the throne is extinguished. Boom, it's out. So we have to go down. So they went down to his younger brother. Let's say the brother had died. Then it would have gone down to a, whoever. That's how you get queens. You get queens in that way. So it just irks me because... Under the rules of succession, Daenerys will still be queen. But whatever, I don't think it's an issue anyway because I think that Daenerys is still going to end up on the on the throne because um, she's going to find out that Jon's a Targaryen. And, you know, all this time, they were like, oh, she's going to be mad and I think they're going to fight. I don't think so. I don't really see Daenerys, unless, again, unless they just fuck the story up. I don't think Daenerys, because all her life she thought she was the last Targaryen, and when she was standing talking to, to John in the dragon pit, she was saying how she's the last of her name, and John was like, no, that's a heavy burden to be the last of your name. So I don't see her finding out, oh, my God, I got a nephew, and they're going to go to war and kill each other when they both Targaryens, when y'all almost got killed out over it. So I don't see it. I don't think she's going to have, I mean, she's going to probably be shot. I think they're going to end up getting married, and they'll just both be queen, king and queen anyway. Like, either way, she's going to be queen, is what I'm saying. So I really don't see her tripping about it. I'm sure it'll cause some friction, mainly because they, that's her motherfucking nephew, and they're going to have a, a, a great nephew, auntie, uh, son baby. I don't even know what it is. So what it would be. So if, so if she's his aunt, so his kid would be her, she would be his great aunt. So great aunt son is what they going to have. Uh, whatever. I don't know. That's how Targaryens get down, but still don't mean it, it ain't nasty. But what I want to talk about is this last episode, yo. Everybody's talking about uh, Arya and 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 Sansa getting rid of Littlefinger. And I'm gonna get to that because that was outstanding too. But yo, the best part, yo, Daenerys Targaryen stunted on Cersei Lannister so hard. That shit was fun 
me, bro. Like, yo, she's stunning. Yo, yo, Cersei thought she was, ooh. Cersei swore she was going to make an entrance. She had them, had them in the pit, nervous, waiting. She come walking. You could tell she thought she was being fly. She come walking in like, oh, I'm going to act like I'm humble, but I'm not really, but I'm going to walk in because I'm the queen. She looking down, trying to be all regal. And she gets there. And fucking Daenerys not there. And you can see she was salty. She was like trying to be cool, trying to play it off. But she like, your queen's not here? <laughs> Tyrion like, no. She ain't travel with you? Tyrion like, no, she travels by herself. <laughs> so Cersei's sitting there like looking all salty like, bitch got me waiting. So then, so then we get the wind from the uh, Drogon's wings. And we see uh, Rhaegar... Rhaegal and, and <laughs> flying in the sky. And I missed that the first time. Because I was like, how she know she only had two dragons? And um fucking Daenerys comes and lands in the dragon. And and let me set the scene. Because they are in the dragon pit that, that was historical where the Targaryen dragons going all the way back to the beginning of time fought. This was like that's what make it <laughs> that's why Khaleesi can stunt so hard because Everything in Westeros was built by the Targaryens. Everything. So, like, all this shit, Cersei trying to be fly and trying to be super queen, and it's like, bitch, you sitting in my pit. This pit is a Targaryen pit. Why you calling me a foreigner and a usurper and shit? Like, bitch, this shit ain't called Lannister. This shit called Targaryen. That, this, uh, this island I came on is called Dragonstone. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, all this shit is named for me and my line, because I'm the motherfucking queen. Y'all was rich, but y'all Lannisters, y'all wasn't kings. Y'all was, you know, rich niggas that got next to kings, but y'all wasn't ever king. That's why I so, that's why I, <laughs> the way she stunted on her was so hard. Cause it's like, yo, you and my, you in the remnants of, of my ancient pit. That's named for my family, for my dragons. And I'm going to fly in here on a dragon. So she flies in, Drogon lands. And then Khaleesi, like she, she got another fly ass. She ain't had a coat that she went and got John in. Well, she got another fly-ass, um, dragon outfit on with, like, this red cape that's, like, scales. Uh, I don't know who this bitch stylist is. Daenerys, whoever dressing you, sis, you need to get them a raise. They be having you looking fly. She got these dragon Jesus pieces all the time. Daenerys be <laughs> stunting. Cersei outfits be dope, too, but she don't be fly. Like, Daenerys be fly. So, um, so she comes in on a dragon, but she pauses. The bitch pause. So you can, yeah, bitch, like, like, Watch me on my dragon. Like she sit, Drogon puts his head down, and and, Kale- and, and Daenerys just kind of looks like, yeah, bitch, you see me on this dragon. You know, <laughs> she pauses. That shit was cold, and the fucking Cersei was mad as fuck. Cersei was trying to look, trying to look like she wasn't intimidated, like she wasn't impressed, but she was staring at that motherfucking dragon, like that bitch is flying on the fucking dragon. <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. So then, so then she uh. <laughs> Daenerys climbs off the dragon and she floated, man, I don't know her and um, Drogon, I don't know what it does, I don't know if she steps down his scales or what it is, but she, when she alights from Drogon, she looks like she's floating down his side and like, then she hits the ground and she just walks like she's floating, yo, she floated on Cersei, yo, that's just... <laughs> I watched that shit so many times cause Cersei was madder than a motherfucker and Cersei was trying to play it off like she wasn't, you could see it all in her face she was tight, she was tight and so Darius comes to sit down and you know you know Cersei wanted to say something she was just mad, so she was like 
You had us waiting. <laughs> this man. So I was just like, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> oh, yo, she's stunning. Cersei Lannister, you got stunned on, so Yo, that entrance was dope as fuck. <laughs> she played the shit out of you. <laughs> ah, so... So they um they go through the talk where basically they bought this fucking walker back to show Cersei. I told y'all last week, Cersei last time ain't gonna get fucked about that walker. She gonna be like, yeah, what? Okay, well, I got cell swords and and that's basically what happened. The hound kicked the joint over. The um white walker come rolling out, got way too close to Cersei. Her they not um Jamie, the hound, uh, Clyburn. None of them niggas moved an inch. And that motherfucker was racing straight at Cersei. And Cersei was scared. Cersei was motherfucking scared. And the hound pulled that shit back at the last second. But did that shit got way too close to Cersei. That shit would have never got that close to Daenerys. Matter of fact, when Euron jumped up all interrupting and shit, they pulled their swords then like, son, you better, you better back the fuck up. It never got that close. Euron sees the thing, so they show it, you know, you can burn it, whatever, kill it with ice, uh, <laughs> uh, dragon glass. Euron sees the thing, and it's like, can they swim? John like, nah. He like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> I'm about to go to my island, which is surrounded by water. They ain't gonna be able to get to me. He turns to Daenerys, he like, um, you need to go back to your island too, and you need to wait it out, and then when it's, all these niggas are dead, it's just me, me, and you, and walks off. Um, which was funny. But, turns out, so, they go through this whole rigmarole. The scene between Cersei and Tyrion was great. If fucking Lena Haley don't win um, some awards for for her performance as Cersei, and if and if um, what's Tyrion's real name? Peter Drinkage, 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 whatever his name is. If he don't win for Tyrion, that scene between her and Tyrion, that that reunion they had, that was outstanding by both of them. And Lena Haley been killing it this this whole season as Cersei. I mean for a while now, but this season especially, she's been killing it. Scene with her and, um, uh, Alaria, um, the scene with her and Jamie, scenes with her and Jamie, um, she's been killing it. So, if Lena Haley don't win, it's a sin and a shame, because she's been, she been fucking doing the death out of Cersei. Um, they have a good scene. I hope Cersei ain't poison that wine, but, I wouldn't put it past her because she'd been lying and scheming this whole time and she knew that Tyrion was coming back and she know Tyrion be drinking wine and I know that she ain't touched none of that wine. People's like, well, she's pregnant. She say she's pregnant. We don't know if she's pregnant, but even if she was, I don't think back then people knew, got, got the connection between alcohols and babies. I mean, they ain't know it in the 50s and 60s, so I damn sure doubt they knew it like in pre-BC uh, times, whenever the fuck that shit take place. Um... So, I don't think that, that she would not drink wine because she was pregnant. I think she was not drinking that wine because she might have put that slow poison in that she gave the sand snake to Tyrion. Um, we gonna see, though. Um, yeah. That, that, so, that, that, that happened. So, him and, him and Cersei had the scene, and he was like, I didn't want the kids to die. Um, I didn't kill uh, Joffrey, which a dumbass should have knew, but you didn't. And, yeah, I killed... I killed our father because he knew I didn't kill Joffrey and he was going to kill me. And I ain't going to let him execute me for some shit I ain't fucking, I'm supposed to just die. So yeah, I killed him. Like, whatever. He was like, and I thought about killing your ass a whole bunch of times too. And you goddamn lucky I ain't get a chance because I would have. So they're going back and forth, back and forth. Cersei has that chance to kill him because Tyrion, Tyrion like, alright, well look. 
we got these fucking army of the dead that's coming, and that shit is real, bitch, and it's gonna kill all of us, so we sit here with this back and forth, if you ain't gonna listen, and you ain't gonna do what we ask you, cause you wanna kill, then kill me now, bitch, kill me now, cause we dead regardless, Cersei don't do it, because as I have noticed about Cersei Lannister, Cersei don't kill up close, Cersei is not, Cersei is not as hard as she thinks she is, not as smart she thinks she is, she's not as hard she thinks she is, because every time she has an opportunity to kill someone herself up close, she doesn't do it. She gets somebody else, she'll send somebody to do it, or she'll poison, she'll send Jamie or the, the, the hound, or something, I mean, not the hound, the mountain, she sends somebody else to do it, she don't do it up front, up close. Unlike my queen, Daenerys Targaryen, who will burn your ass the fuck up, face to face, real bitch. Um, so that was a great scene, so Tyrion goes back, Cersei comes back, says she's gonna march north, I knew it was a lie, I knew it was a lie because of Cersei, and I knew she had these swords, and I knew she was gonna pull them swords out her ass, she'd been betting on these swords forever, she didn't spend all this money on these swords. I knew she ain't no way in the world, she's just gonna drop all that, knowing it's because Cersei Lannister is gonna drop all that, knowing, you know, here come the swords. so I knew it, but I really knew she was lying, this is when Tyrion and Jaime, and uh, Daenerys, I think, knew she was lying, when she said she was gonna march her armies north bitch please, you is not gonna march your armies north to win, for you ain't I just knew she was lying Cersei uh, ain't even wanna go to Winterfell her damn self, she's not I knew it was a lie, I knew she wasn't gonna do shit, um turns out her and Euron had set something up, and he went and um attacking Dragonstone or some, forgot what he was doing some shit um but like I just, I just, I just gotta feel, I mean, Cersei been lasted all this long, but I just, I just, it's an L just around the corner, because the Golden Company, I don't think it's gonna work out the way she thinks, because Jorah, that was founded by a Targaryen, if y'all read the book, y'all know, and, um, Jorah has, used to work for the Golden Company, and, and it's, um, Jorah Mormont, and there's a lot of Mormonts involved in the Golden Company, so I got a feeling that ain't gonna go the way, uh, Cersei thinks, also, she's counting on the Iron Bank, but because she's not as smart as she thinks she is, like Tyrion told her, I don't think she realized she's so proud of herself for paying off the debt to the Iron Bank, but she don't realize that Tyrion wasn't paying the debt to the Iron Bank, because as long as you owe a nigga money, they're gonna back you, and they're gonna help you, because they want their money, so are you gonna back me, or are you gonna back this Dragon Queen? She didn't notice that the Iron Bank didn't say we're gonna back you, they said we're gonna back the crown, because that's in there, and whoever's on that fucking throne, that's who we gonna back, because that's who has the money, she didn't hear that, she heard we gonna back you, but Cersei doesn't realize, you paid your debt in full to them, they don't need you anymore, they don't have any reason to support you, because they have their money, the only reason they backed you is because they know if Daenerys sits on the throne, they not gonna get shit, she ain't gonna pay them shit, she gonna free the slaves, do whatever she gonna do, set up this new society she got going, and that's gonna be that, so of course they're gonna back you, Cersei Lannister, because they need their money, but you have paid them in full now, so they don't need you, it don't make no difference who sit on the, that whether you sit on the, on the throne, or Daenerys sits on the throne, and if I was a betting man, if anybody's a betting person, which we know the Iron Bank is no fools, I would bet uh, Daenerys, because it's pretty clear that she's gonna win, eventually, you know, so, I don't think, I think Cersei is gonna go down, um, especially now that she's gonna threaten to kill Jaime, Jaime took off, probably riding back to go hook up with Daenerys, cause Jamie ain't no fool when he seen that thing, and he like, yo, and Jamie done seen the dragons, Jamie done been over Cersei since, 
since Daenerys burned his ass and burned his fucking army up since Daenerys got in his ass and he ran back like sis we can't beat this bitch we're gonna have to have a truce we're gonna have to make friends um you might have to even come up off the, I don't know what to tell you but this bitch got three motherfucking dragons and just one of them just almost killed it's only how many of us went up there 30,000 it's four of us bitch he, she killed all of us <laughs> like I'm back here still smoking from that fucking from that fucking dragon. Like Cersei, Jamie been over Cersei since then. Like you crazy. So Jamie took off. Like oh, you gonna kill me now? And that's another reason. So I think, I think one of two things. I think Cersei is lying about the pregnancy, but I probably I don't. Like I think it's probably more likely that she is pregnant, but that it's not by Jamie. That it's by Yarn because I just don't think that if it was by Jamie, she would have been so willing to kill him, like, I feel like she feels like she doesn't need him now, like, okay our kids are dead, I got a new baby by Euron, I don't need your ass no more, and that's why she was gonna kill him, she didn't, cause again, she don't kill people up close, but I got a feeling it's Euron's because Jamie was off getting burnt up by Khaleesi and Euron was there and then when Jamie came back for a couple days now she's pregnant, so I really think that it's Euron's baby, I think, and and I think that's why Euron is still working with Cersei, and that's why she was willing threatening Jamie, because she figured, well, I don't need you now, you're not, you're not my baby daddy no more, you ain't on my side, you seem enamored with this fucking dragon bitch, like all these other niggas, I don't need you, so, yeah, the other great part is little finger Peter Baelish finally got his fucking throat cut by Arya G. Stark, and it's about goddamn time, and I'm told y'all, I told y'all, everybody's talking about, oh, the writing is terrible, these sisters wouldn't be doing that, you're correct, these sisters would not be doing that, the history of this show, the writing has never been bad, so clear, it was obvious to me that they were setting Littlefinger up, Arya is a faceless man, she went to Bravos. she didn't just learn how to kill people, she learned their whole art, how to tell a lie, all the shit she was telling Sansa, how to sneak up on people, Arya is, is not just like some little kid that's like, oh, look at her, she likes to kill people, Arya is trained, she's a fucking faceless man, she know that magic, she know that art, she is trained, she ain't fucking around, she learned that shit, so, she went through the whole process, so I knew that little, little finger, his little, you know, petty schemes was not fooling her, like, and plus she was there when he plotted, so I was like, I just, I don't know, I don't know what the plan is, but I know it's a plan, and I knew she was uh, trolling Sansa along the way, cause, hey, why not? So, turns out they talked to um Bran and, and, and found, you know, the whole thing out. And, you know, it was just a good scene because Baelish thought his shit was working. He doing all this, uh, and what was she want? And he's a dummy too because he should have known, like, if, if you know anything about Arya Stark, the last thing she worried about is being Lady of Winterfell. Like, have you been here these three days? You see what they arguing about. So, Arya ain't worried about no goddamn Lady of Winterfell. Arya want to go fight. And, like, why you ain't taking up for John? These niggas is ungrateful and you just letting them talk shit. Arya ain't sweating no little. So, your little plan was dumb, little finger. You, you wasn't woke. And you didn't know who you was fucking with. So, they bring Arya to the, to the hall. And I guess little finger didn't notice that she was armed. And um, he's standing against the wall, grinning like, oh, my plan has worked. Sarah Sansa about to kill her sister. Really, Littlefinger, you know Sansa don't trust you. She done told you she don't trust you. Um, so Arya comes in. Sansa starts reading off these charges. And then he turns, she turns to Littlefinger. And is like, do you deny it? And Littlefinger shot like, what, what, what's going on? And Arya like, my sister asked you a question. So he realizes that they on his ass. And he actually on trial. And he start crying immediately like a little bitch, start babbling. 
Ain't nobody trying to hear it. He tearing up, crying. She just looking at him like, oh, you tried to kill Brand. You said this dagger was um uh that's the other that's the other thing. It's a lot of little plot holes in this that's this season that's irritating me. Because Sansa already knew that that was not Tyrion's dagger from when she talked to Tyrion. So that wouldn't have so she should have already knew a lot of the stuff that she was acting like she didn't know until Bran told her. You when you saw that dagger, you knew that that wasn't Tyrion's dagger because you had talked to Tyrion about it. And Tyrion told you that. So it was little this little stuff in this season is is irking me the succession thing which whatever, but just little stuff like that like I it, I don't I, we done watched all these seasons and we done read all these books and I really don't want them to fucking rush it and and have some kind of lame whack ass ending that makes this story silly like Bran being a Night King I don't really think that I don't I think that that is. I don't think that that's true, mainly because, like I just said, if that if that's silly. Like to go through all this story because Bran went back and tried. It's dumb. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's what it is. But if it is, I'll be very disappointed. Um, and I'll just wait for the book and read the book and hopefully the book turns out like it should. Um, but yeah. So Littlefinger gets his throat cut by Arya Stark. Thank God. And I think the only person above Littlefinger on the list is Cersei Lannister. And I still believe that Arya is going to be the one to kill Cersei. And I think, I know that the, um, the prophecies of Valakor, which is Valerian for a little brother, um, and so everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Jaime, or it's going to be Tyrion. I think it's going to be Arya with Jaime or Tyrion's face. And the, uh, that's another thing that was, I think, pretty much settled this episode. So I, I hadn't, I didn't think that Arya needed to kill a person to get their face. Because I remember when the um, faceless man who gave her the Valor Magulis coin, when he was on the show, he would pass people and he would get their face. He didn't kill them. So I was like, I don't think you, I don't know how it works, but I don't think you need to kill people to get their face. So that's why I thought that probably in the plot with Littlefinger, I bet you they didn't show it, but I thought that they would show that Arya had gotten Sansa's face and turned into Sansa and was getting, having Littlefinger, you know, okay, because when she told to Sansa, I could be anybody, I can be you. I thought that that's what that was alluding to, that she had had Sansa's face and was walking around. Littlefinger thought he was talking to Sansa and he was talking to Arya. And I still think that's probably what happened, they just didn't show it. So, um, I think that Arya is going to get, because when they were in the um, hall with um, uh, Fry, Walder Fry, when, Dam- when Jamie was in the hall with Walder Fry, the last time when they were talking about the Red Wedding, and Arya was there serving, she was studying Jamie really, really hard. She was looking at Jamie, she was getting close to Jamie, and I think that she has his face. I'm, that magic, whatever they do, it's not required for you to kill the person. I think when you kill them, you get the mask, but if you remember when she was in the House of the Undying, and they had that wall of masks, they had everybody's face up there. They had faces of people who she had just, who people had just saw, people that were outside, like the um, vendors and stuff, they had their faces. Like, I don't think, however the magic works, I don't think you have to kill the person. So I think she's going to get Jamie's face, or she's going to get Tyrion's face, and that's who's going to kill Cersei. Um... And then Cersei's gonna wake up as a Night Queen. I don't know. I, a lot of stuff I tell from the posters. Like, people's like, oh my god, how'd you know it was a dragon? Because they've been releasing posters all summer, and one of the posters they released had the dragon. 
being with the Night King on it. So that's how I knew. I just didn't know how it was going to come about. But I knew that he was going to get one of the dragons. Um, another poster has Cersei with, with the uh, White Walker eyes. So I think that Cersei's going to end up in the Army of the Dead. Now, I don't know if that means everybody get wiped out. I don't know how it's going to occur. But I think that's another thing of her prophecy. Her prophecy was that she was going to end up dead, basically. But that could mean a lot of things. You could end up in the Army of the Dead. You would still be dead. And they said, yeah, um, actually, the actual prophecy was that your maidenhead would be worms, meaning that, um, you know, you're, you would die. But it could also mean that your baby is going to be dead in the Knight's Army also because you're going to get taken over. And, I mean, the way she acting like the, the uh, walkers ain't no big deal, I can see it occurring. So the Night King, he gets, he got Khaleesi, he got fucking... He got Viserion, and this motherfucker, man, they knocked the wall down, bro. They knocked, they, first of all, Viserion is on Roy's or something, because that nigga's like the size of Drogon now. I don't know how the fuck that happened. He's huge now, and the Night King is flying him. I don't know how that nigga learned how to fly him so quick, because Khaleesi was gone for months trying to ride Drogon's crazy ass. This nigga hopped right up on it. I think he's a Targaryen. I think he's a Targaryen, but I don't know, because... Um, so they get the dragon, they knock the wall down, and some of y'all, like, some of y'all's comprehension is not great, because people was like, I thought they had spells, that said they couldn't cast the wall, oh, well, yeah, they had spells in the wall that said they couldn't cross the wall, so they knocked the wall down, nigga, and walked through, like, they didn't, they knocked it down, they didn't cross the wall, they knocked it down, that's why he did that, he burned a hole in the wall and melted it, so they could go, because they could not pass the wall, like, <laughs> Y'all miss the the holes that are really holes. Anyway, and when they're passing through the wall, and we don't know if Tormund and them died or whatever. I, I kind of tend to think they may have, but I don't know. They might pop up. Um, one of the things you notice from the air is that the um, army of the dead uh, go into the shape of a dire wolf. So in the book, the Night King is a Stark, and he used to be in the um, he used to be in the night in the um, fuck it. He used to be uh, the Night Watch, and he was a Stark, and that's who the Night King is. So I don't know if they're going to stick with that line from the book or or if they're going to go with this brand as a Night King thing. I hope not, but I think um, if they stick to the book, then the Night King is a Stark. But if they do something different, I think he might be a Targaryen because how is he riding on that dragon? And also, I don't know if you noticed, but all the army of the dead, the kings, they have those really light blue crystal eyes kind of similar to the way they describe Targaryens with their light, uh, uh, Daenerys and her brother and all of them had these really purpley, shimmery blue eyes I'm like, that could be a coincidence or that could be connected because again, the Targaryen line goes all through this story, they've been the kings forever, they conquered the area they settled the area, they were the kings for thousands of years, so Targaryen lore and history and and, um, heritage is all through this world, so going back to the first men that's I mean that's in Khaleesi's title Queen of the Andals and the first men because that's how far back the Targaryens go um yeah so that was the end like that was the season finale and oh and the other thing they show they show Sam finally figure out that John is not a bastard that he's the true born son of Prince Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark because Prince Rhaegar got his marriage annulled from Elia uh, 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 of Dorne, which is why Elaria and Dorne and Martell and all them were pissed off at the Lannisters and King's Landing forever because they disrespected them. Basically, they, you know, 
they sent their their daughter up there as in, as an as agreed to marry the king and be the princess, and he fucking annulled it and went and got married to somebody else and had a kid with her. So, um, that's revealed. And, um, John doesn't know yet, and as they're revealing that, they show John and, and Daenerys getting it on, because John, John <laughs> think he's slick. So when they were when they were coming back from meeting with Cersei, John like, oh, you should ride in my boat. Like, he had that shit planned. He came and knocked on her door and everything. So we should, they, uh, like, and they like, incest been from the beginning, I know, but we ain't seen the other incest, like, we seen Jamie and, and Cersei, we was like, ill to them too, but like, nobody care about Jamie and Cersei, but these two, we care about, and I think it's different, like, brother and sister bad enough, but like, your aunt, your net, it's just, the fact that they don't know is what makes it worse, because Jamie and Cersei, like, they just, what, I, well, I don't know what to say about them, they, they, they fucking, like, everybody know it, like, but, Daenerys and John don't know that they're related, so that's what makes it worse. Like they have no idea that that's his aunt. You know what I mean? Like John thinks he's a bastard, Ned Stark's son. Nothing could be further from the truth. So, yeah, that's um, that was Game of Thrones. It was. Now we gotta wait till 2019 if we alive then for the finale. Um, Queen of the South also season finale. Also a really good episode. Um, we run a little long here, so we we'll go through it really fast. Basically, um, Camilla gets broken out of jail by Epiphanio, her husband, because the dude that's been hang- so her daughter, who is a spoiled brat, Camilla's little daughter is a spoiled brat, been on the Mexico side hanging out with her friends, and one of the dudes is hanging out with them as a hater, and he got paid by the general that's been trying to get Camilla to um, kidnap the daughter. So the dude comes in, starts kidnapping them. She like, what the fuck? This other girl's like, can you just let me go? I ain't got nothing to do with this. He kills her. He's trying to be a big man and shit. So, Epifanio, and, and so they make him send, her send a, a video. So, Camilla's still in jail in Dallas, right? Um, so, Epifanio, so she, she's getting transported to, like, she in, like, the jail, and they're going to transfer to hold her. She's, like, a, she's a huge kingpin. She's, like, a high-value prisoner. So, they're taking her somewhere where, you know, to hold her. So, as they transporting it, James and them was going to try to break Camilla out. Camilla told him, yo, break me out. I'm tired of this. But when they try to break her out, Epifanio and them interfere, and they end up getting her, they don't know who, who it is, they end up snatching, she don't know who it is either, so James, um, so then, Teresa's still trying to come up, so she's like, yo, we gotta steal Camilla's shit, so we can get it to the Chicago dude that I was telling you about, we gotta get the supply, so we can get the shit going, Camilla in jail, she ain't doing the shit right, fuck her, I'm taking over, so, they go try to rob James of, of, of his shipment for Camilla, they get into a shootout, James like, where's Camilla at? Teresa like, I don't know what she's talking about. She was like, with Camilla. Teresa was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't got Camilla. I don't know who took her, but I ain't got her. So they start, and Camilla's like, yo, why don't you come work with me? I mean, sorry. Teresa's like, why don't you come work with me? Camilla's over. She don't know what she's doing. She's done, right? It's a better way to do business than just killing people. Like, we can all make money, basically, is what she's saying. James don't want to hear it. They start shooting out. Um, They shoot back and forth. He don't get Teresa. They end up getting away. We find out, so this is when we find out it was actually Epifanio who, who grabbed Camilla because she's, you know, they take her wherever they're going to take her. She think they're going to kill her because she, she don't know who it is. She think it's probably Teresa and them or whoever, who knows. Many people could have wanted to kidnap um, Camilla. Takes the blindfold off, sees it's Epifanio. She relieved until Epifanio's like, yo, I got you because look, they got our daughter, shows her the video. She crying and shit. The daughter like, mommy, but it turns out that the daughter who's a spoiled fucking brat 
made a deal with the dude and was like, look, ask for $10 million, I'll ham it up and we'll get the money. She's a spo- Her daughter, her and Camilla can both go. Her daughter's a spoiled little bitch. I can't stand her ass. Um, yeah, so that's what happened. So, actually, I'm sorry. I don't think it was season finale. I think this week might be the season finale. Yeah, I don't think it was the end because... I mean, I, yeah, I don't think it's in. I think it's one more episode because we got to figure out what they're going to do about the daughter. So it's probably like one more episode. Um, but it was very good. Been a good season. Um, all right. So that's this week's episode. Um, this is, once again, let me thank my listeners. Thank y'all. I, every week I got more listeners. I got more uh, retweets, I got more likes, I got more reviews, please go on iTunes, like me, SoundCloud, I don't know if you can like, but leave comments, whatever, the the email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com, you can send me emails, um, the Twitter is at thanks underscore for asking without the G, that's the podcast Twitter, my Twitter is at KMGZ, y'all can follow me on both places, um, thanks for listening, tell your friends, um, yeah, um, this is episode uh, 117. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio. Once again, I do not have a title by the end. Um, uh, I think it's something. But, um, yeah, so uh, see y'all next week. Thanks. Peace.